one second you just clear the highest jump in the world and a few moments later you are in a wheelchair you can't walk your season is done possibly your career is done I did one jump that was so good it almost felt like one of these jumps before the injury and it was the first time ever I felt like I'm actually flying I left the ground once I land I just look at my coach and I feel like my tears just start dropping and that moment I felt like I will never doubt myself again This is Mindset Win, a new podcast from Red Bull featuring extraordinary people in sports talking about the mental tactics they use to become great and stay great. And then shows how we can apply those same techniques in different areas of our lives. My name is Cédric Dumont and in my career as a professional base jumper and high performance psychologist, I get to spend time with athletes who don't only have talent, but also the mental approach that's required when performing at the highest level. In this first series, we're hearing stories from champion athletes, coaches, and managers who've tested their mental strength to become the very best in their discipline. And at the end of each episode, there is a very simple exercise I'll take you through that will help you build techniques towards a winning mental attitude. In this episode, we're meeting champion high jumper Mutaz Barshim and thinking about the crucial role resilience plays in success, a skill that's really important to Mutaz himself. Mutaz Barshim is Qatar's track and field superstar, three times high jump world champion and an Olympic gold medalist. It was in Tokyo in 2021 that Mutaz provided one of the most memorable stories of the Olympic Games, showing great sportsmanship by asking if he and his Italian rival Gianmarco Tamberi could both receive a gold medal after clearing the same height. But for all the success, he's also had his share of problems. And he speaks candidly and thoughtfully about what it takes to keep coming back no matter what life throws at you. In 2018, I injured myself really bad and uh, both of my ligaments on my takeoff leg were completely torn apart. I was competing in this uh, track meet out in Hungary, in Europe, and I felt actually good, to be honest. I felt like really ready to jump high. Crowd all piling up, gathering around me. The whole stadium was so quiet. It was just everybody wanted to see that jump. As soon as I started running towards the bar to clear, when I planted my left foot, which is my takeoff foot, it just snapped. So I twisted left and right. So both ligaments just like pop. Just fell down, screaming and feeling the pain. One second, you just cleared the highest jump in the world. And a few moments later, you are in a wheelchair, you can't walk, your season is done, um, possibly your career is done. Well-known doctor, he'd been operating sports injuries for like 30, 40 years, and he said, this is the worst I've ever seen. The chance for you coming back is like 1%. It's almost impossible. I said, all right, okay, so is that going to be the case? I need to find something that keep my mind off track a little bit. So it took me a little bit more than a year so I can feel I can actually do something. I can jog or I can do a little bit step. I can hop a little bit, but with so much pain, I was in so much painkillers. 
the whole training program shifted for me. Before the surgery, my training was always fun. I really enjoyed it, but coming back, it was really, really struggle. And then you start questioning yourself. Am I ever gonna be able to do what I do again? You know, am I ever gonna be jumping? Uh, this is my passion, like it's, I'm a professional. I almost bought all my life and pose just to do what I do. If this just stopped now, who am I gonna be? You know, what I'm gonna do? At that moment, I felt like, listen, now I cannot do anything about it. I cannot even walk, so, I will forget that I'm a professional athlete and just live a normal person and enjoy my life. Once that over and was the time to actually go back, it was not so difficult because I was hungry to go back. What was difficult is you go back to training and you, you cannot do anything. First of all, like my feet was so stiff and the ligament was really tight. I can barely move and I felt like that for a long, long, long time. I believe if there's something that's good, God will give me a way. So with that, I found the calm and peace within myself. Listen, I'm going to do everything I can. If it's meant to be, it will be. It will be. If it's not, then it's not. I have to put 120% because 100% is not enough anymore. We all need sometimes to take a break and be like, almost like meditate with yourself, talk to yourself. You need to almost resort and rearrange your thoughts and uh, where you're going with it, what do you really want, not everybody else around you. Um, and once I did that, I just felt like I'm a different person now, I'm a new person that I'm really willing to take a challenge. From that moment, I started really working so hard. Stopped practicing every single day and nothing was going good. Um, two weeks before, I felt my physique's coming much better. I felt like I'm getting stronger, I'm getting faster, but the jumps, it's just not clicking. And then I realized, listen, I cannot look at my greatest jump or like the good jumps that because that I was a different person there. I'm not there yet. I need to look at my, I'd say, not bad jumps, but a jump that I do in like a much lower level. I'm not the world champion, I'm not the Olympic champion. I'm a beginner now and I need to start in from almost like zero. I did one jump that was so good, it almost felt like one of these jumps before the injury. And it was the first time ever I felt like I'm actually flying. I left the ground. Once I land, I just I look at my coach and I feel like my tears just start dropping. I couldn't believe it. And that moment I felt like I would never doubt myself again. I would never doubt myself again. I don't care what situation I'm in, I would never ever doubt myself. Like when everyone, everything and all the circumstances just going against you. And that jump that I did at that training, I think it was the highest jump I ever done in my life. At that moment I knew that, yeah, I'm, I'm back, I'm back. Two days later, when it comes to the finals, as I was walking, entering the stadium, I can just hear the crowd. It was full, like 40,000 plus people. As soon as I set foot in the stadium, it's just like, wow, the whole crowd. My mom was there, my friends, my family. I felt like the whole country was there, the president, everyone. First two or three jumps, a clear button poor jumps which I was really disappointed with. Something's not clicking, I'm not really jumping. Fail on my first. Like, okay, come on, I gotta do this in my second. Fail on my second attempt. Now I'm in a position where if I fail the third attempt, that's it. You know, you're going home. 
And I just like, and I look back, I'm like, no, I cannot let down all these people, you know, they're all coming for me, everyone screaming my name, having the flag. I see kids, I see elderly people. I look at my coach and he said, you can do it. Believe in yourself. And I, at that moment, I felt like, man, I might never, ever be able to do what I love to do again. Guess what? I'm here doing what I love to do. I should be grateful. I should do this the best way possible. Something changed. I got back, closed my eyes, planted my foot, and I... Clear that bar so well. When I landed from the mat, the whole stadium was shaking. Wow, like the scream was so loud. At that moment, I forget all the pain, I forget everything. And I, I just knew, I'm back. Imagine if I decide to give up, I would not know. When I look a few years back, I'm like, maybe if I tried, it would be. I don't want to be in that position. So I would say to everyone, if you love something, do everything you can, go for it. It's, it might seem impossible, it might feel difficult, but if you truly believe in yourself, I think it's, it's, it's really worth it. Let's reflect on this interview, and I would like to highlight a few points. First of all, we all face setbacks and, and failures. And the question is, how do you respond and get back up? How do you move on? How do you let go? First of all, like my feet was so stiff. I can barely move. I believe if there's something that's good, God will give me a way. So with that, I found the calm and peace within myself. Listen, I'm going to do everything I can. If it's meant to be, it will be. I have to put 120% because 100% is not enough anymore. Second thing is, is really about controlling what you can control. And the first person that you can control is basically yourself. It's your circle of influence. We call this cognitive reframing. It's not what happened, it's how you frame it. Another interesting thing is really look for your deepest motivation. What really motivates you? What drives you? What makes you happy? You need to almost resort and rearrange your thoughts. What do you really want? Not everybody else around you. Um, and once I did that, I just felt like I'm a different person now. I'm a new person that I'm really willing to take a challenge. From that moment, I start really working so hard. And finally, very simple, but be grateful for what you can achieve and what you have achieved and do it as good as you can. And by going back to the love of your discipline of what you do, you will get much more satisfaction. At that moment, I felt like, man, I might never, ever be able to do what I love to do again. Guess what? I'm here doing what I love to do. I should be grateful. I should do this the best way possible. Something changed. Closed my eyes, planted my foot, and I cleared that bar so well. When I landed, the whole stadium was shaking. Wow, like the scream was so loud. At that moment, I forget all the pain. I forget everything. And I, I just knew I'm back. Mutaz is an incredible and highly inspirational person who, in the face of devastating injury, used his resilience to help him become an even greater athlete. All of us will meet similar setbacks like this in our lives. And when it comes to facing up to those problems, understanding what resilience is might be a really good place to start. According to the American Psychological Association, resilience is what we build when we successfully adapt to difficult or really challenging times and experiences in our life. And challenges comes 
in many, many forms. It could be losing your job, it could be moving to a new city or country or needing to learn a new skill. In a nutshell, resilience is our ability to withstand adversity and bones back, let go and move on, grow no matter what life throws at you. Psychologists tell us the skills associated with resilience can be cultivated and practiced. You're not born resilient, you become resilient by training and creating resilience. And whatever your particular challenge is, resilience requires mental, emotional, and a lot of behavioral flexibility. But how can we improve our resilience? Well, as Muta says, just like any other skill, we need to practice and train to improve. Even the most experienced athletes face a huge challenge with the psychological side of their discipline. So we're going to train ourselves to respond to adversity with the right mental and emotional approach. Even if it's not a career-threatening issue like in Musa's story, I'm sure all of us can think of something we're struggling with. And Mutas showed how he was able to use the power of his mind to overcome what seemed like overwhelming obstacles. So now I'm going to lead you in an exercise to show you some very simple steps to harness the transformative potential of your mind, of your brain. And this exercise won't make the problem magically go away, but it should help you frame it in a way that gives you the best chance of finding a solution. So grab a pen and notebook and let's start. Think of the problem that you're trying to solve. Something that's been on your mind that you can't quite find the solution to. Perhaps it's a relationship issue, a setback at work, a course that you're struggling with at college. Got that? No, I want you to try these very simple tools. So firstly, try to widen your perspective and really zoom out from the problem. And quite often, we focus on the issue that's right in front of us and not on the entire situation. Just ask yourself, what's the bigger picture? Is it a case of just one isolated problem while everything else is working fine? Or is there a more fundamental issue to address? Humans are really problem-based thinkers, but it helps to see the situation as a whole before we get to work. Therefore, broadening your perspective is really, really valuable. Now ask yourself, how would you advise your best friend on this topic? Are you giving yourself the same great advice? Sometimes we're way more optimistic or supportive towards our family and friends than we are to ourselves. And often we're too close to see things objectively. So creating distance allows us to feel less emotional and therefore more rational when we're trying to solve a problem. And finally, write down your doubts, worries or concerns. I mean, really write them down. I'm a huge fan of journaling. This is really a reflection of your mind. But whether you decide to do this 
on a regular basis or not, it can really help to get down on paper these specific issues you have. This will allow you to look at your emotions and really learn from them. So regardless of how big or how small the obstacle, the problem, the setback or mountain in your life, if you give these tactics a try, you will gain that little bit more resilience to face them. That's it from another episode of Mindset Win. I would love to hear your thoughts, so please drop me a line, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Your feedback is so important as we look to make the podcast truly helpful for all of us on a journey to improve our mental strength. 